Welcome back to my lovely HP community. I hope you're doing well. We have a bit of relationship time before we move into the Enlightenment Soul Age group. So I was looking at these lovely energies and the channeled guidance has been pretty strong, pretty intense. We have some marriage going on between our lovely science and spirituality, and this is beautiful. So figuring out that you can find the meaning of life with data, figuring out that our lovely psychoeducators, neuroscientists, our physicists can explain all aspects, even within the mystic realm. And that is not a bad thing. It's a very good thing so that we may use what they know to support mystics to learn how to work with their emotional plane and body okay and on that note here's where repair is a very beautiful thing and my attachment style friend for example right now is one of those repair situation they wrote me they missed me i actually found out that the parents of the last parent passed away too and i was so sorry about that and it's a great way to start because here's where no matter what takes place between people, if people love each other, they always come together. So even though my friend obviously might still move into their preoccupied attachment ways, that's on them, meaning they, they know them. Meantime, by reaching out, there's a silent agreement, if you will, of them knowing that the communication style on my end isn't really going to change and it's been a constant this aspect of our misattunement with regards to communication but it hasn't ended the relationship because that's what those of us who are 5d self-empowered enlightened or just those of us who are functional adults because I can't say my lovely friend is in 5D just yet. They're, they're still in 4D for sure. They're a mystic. They're an empath. Their emotional body is right now what they're being asked to work on. It's their journey, not mine. I'm a friend. I'm not their guide. They're not asking me to be that. I'm there to be simply put love as they are there to be simply put love. And then we're there to be ourselves. The way that you build your 5DC relationships are not by being 100% attuned all the time. It's by being able to be attuned a third of the time, right? And that's creating that secure attachment. But really, it's you knowing that there's always room for repair. Because when people care, they don't cut each other off. They talk. And they always talk because... They're not going to think of it as, let me get rid of you before you get rid of me. They know it is going to work because that's what we stick to if you actually find a space of love, of course. But it does begin and end with you because you're the one who calls the shots. As the grown-up, I'm talking to my community. In this case, for me, I always... Like with my other friend, remember the one that I didn't talk to for five years. I would never say no to repair because that's just silly. Love doesn't end when our loved ones choose to disengage from us because they are not in a state of interest of building the relationship. Okay, 
So I have people in my life that definitely they're not in the same space of interest. And so this is where you accept and respect the choices that those people will present. And it's called you and I thinking differently and uh, having different ideas of what friendship is. And so those who believe that cutting people out is what friendship is, they create ruptures and they might consistently create ruptures. It's not our business, right? This is the part where as the psychoeducators present, there are people who actually even contemplate, they contemplate actual not being able to forgive or repair, which is really sad because when you think about it, we only have this life to be connected to our loved ones. Even if you know about other lives, doesn't mean everyone actually will remeet and really it still doesn't matter because it's not this lifetime. So the saddest part about any lifetime, which is the one that we all will be living right now, <laughs> is the fact that you only have this to be able to share moments together. And moments are not compulsive for the 5D person. And this is why our love doesn't dwindle for our loved ones. It's a constant, it's unconditional. We all have flaws and imperfections and we all will miss a tune and we all will be able to talk about it without a mediator for the ones of us who are in the Enlightenment Soul Age group. And for those of you who are looking to mediate, so it begins with you being able to use your left, your linguistic and your right, your nonverbal. But the nonverbal is where right now, if you still have charge states, then you want to look into as the sensations and feelings come up, observe and witness your body, right? Be your owner and don't narrate from a space of shame, blame, fault, revenge. Don't narrate from a place of suffering. Don't narrate from a good versus bad. Don't narrate if you are looking to build your relationships. Communicate. Your head is your own prison if you allow it to be, or it's where you are person who can choose whatever I want to consider with another and or group is what I will consider with the other and the group. Now that you look at things through your own mind, this is something that the psychoeducators talk about. But it's where that if you get lost in it, this is where human suffering is at. If you're contemplating in a way that allows you to communicate with love, then you're doing something that's called inner growth. If you're contemplating, for example, this newfound balance with science and spirituality and basically moving into the future, religion won't be more than a story or a subject matter. Right now, we still have people who are not in this spectrum of embracing their enlightenment or their functional adulthood. They get violent, they get angry, they get you know into different types of structural dissociation for some. And as we move forward, the lovely structure will make sure to keep people safe and knowledgeable. We evolve through our 
minds through our thinking and through the building of subject matter experts. We learn and keep learning and we'll find out eventually how the Big Bang began. And once we have that answer, you can still find meaning to life with the data. Because that love doesn't come from this absence of things. So even consciousness, why do we go beyond spirituality? Because it's you, the person, primary and secondary. Being able to note that yoga is a portfolio of ventral vagus nerve toning. That using mindfulness, which means you being able to pause the default mode network that is scanning other and the self. So you're the self and then other. Your body, if it's in a space of ventral vagus, it means you are not at rigid formation in your body you're not slouching either you're excited and ready to go you can taste the relationship there okay we'll, we'll use that so when my friend for example wrote me i was very happy to see the message and i engaged and again this was immediate it was very immediate when you choose love it's very immediate when you recognize rigidity it's the first step so you say i don't want to be rigid I don't want to be in fear. I don't want to be antisocial. I want to be in my relationships with love. The part about putting to the side those lovely little conditions that people have, well, if you're 5D, it's easy peasy because you don't have conditions. You don't love your loved ones because they have to meet what you want. They can lie, not steal from you, but hey, if you're smart, you don't, you know, watch for that. But what I'm saying is you want to know that you have each other's interests. So that's thoughts and emotions in the forefront. So obviously be smart, as Sadhguru says. It's it's about being realistic and smart. The part of where people don't trust each other and they keep choosing to cut each other off and to call people bad and to basically allow themselves to keep watching horrible movies. I mean, you're either going to live a movie or you're going to live your life. Most of the people that I have known, they will have people they talk about in certain ways. It's very sad to me because these are just people. They're not bad people. The part about the individuals not appreciating them lying, I get it. I was a teenager. What I grew up to realize is that people lie a lot because I can perceive their implicit memory stuff and they can't. And I can't keep telling them as I grew up that they're lying because they're like, no, I'm not. And it's like, well, yes, you are. I can see what you're doing right now. And, and I don't understand how you don't see it. So there's also to note, there are those who are always looking to compete with others. So they'll pick at them. And when the people don't respond, people like me, they actually aren't familiar with that and it doesn't help them to feel better now they're going to keep on trying to get you to react and without even realizing it that two five-year-old is really trying to make themselves feel seen because they feel helpless but it's because they also feel unsafe helpless so those spiteful revenge those are the suffering data points of people who don't know that that's their implicit memory, that's their two-year-old, five-year-old, and then there's maybe that teenager who's in a 
pissing match with those, and it's all only in the body. But it's an emotion that is being justified because it's not being tended to by the person who's actively aware of it. It's being used by manipulating or gaslighting or lighting or using a tone or doing some little backhanded comment. Okay, so I was a teenager when I began noticing how loved ones will use your emotions and what you tell them against you. The Elvis song, remember? You only hurt the ones you love. And as I contemplated that song, though, I said, wait a minute, but that's actually a good thing because your loved ones, it's the best way to learn about how to handle people since they won't be the only ones who do shit like this. So who better than your loved ones to teach you how to work with stuff like that? And this is the part of why some of us don't have trauma because we make sense of everything and we work with our emotions. And that's also why we don't have suffering this human way because we're not insecure egos. We know what's going on and we know what it means. And as we grow up, we're like, it ain't the devil. It ain't evil. This is a teenager. This is another person here. This is another person. I can see where they got their actual um, upbringing. They were spoken this way. They were treated this way. I have answers for every one of the people that will have ever done anything remotely unkind, if you will, and it's not unkind, it's biological rudeness. They don't know any better. They don't know about their implicit memory, and they're not even trying to find out because apparently the movies are way too good to, you know, let go of. But the examples are that when we see manipulation, it's not manipulation. It's a person who's not being honest, and we don't understand why. And so we'll actually try and engage with conversation, and we won't be pissed and we won't be judgmental. And so we're not engaging with our nervous system in any way except for in its ventral vagal state, which they're not familiar with, by the way, because that's the part of not having received the contingent communication in a way of having someone be caring. So that's going to be confusing. And the actual body is right now in that moment when they're trying to be spiteful, it's pissy. It wants to it's the two-year-old, five-year-old. It's, it's, it's wanting to get the hug, but it's an adult who doesn't actually know it and justifies it with, with the word. Whether they do inner outer critic doesn't matter. They're going to justify it some way. So again, repair, very easy for the Enlightenment Soul Age group. Repair, if you're 5D, very easy for you. doesn't matter what anyone has ever done in any way, shape, or form. It's not about forgiveness. Even if you use that word, you would know that it means giving up all hope of the past ever changing. But if you're 5D, this word doesn't exist in your vocabulary. And if you're a person who cares truly about mental health and your relationships, then that means you're going to want to support your people, especially the ones who have attachment categories or you know, the non-secure and disorganized. So you're going to want to be that relationship that they can come to if they ever, you know, want to work on their secure attachment. And the beauty of every body and mind is that it leads its own host, you, the person, <laughs> to restorative embodied self and to reintegrate that trauma memory. So it will be inclined to go where evolution of it is going to be more 
you're adaptive your body's adaptive it wants to survive you're not the one who controls it your emotions control you until you realize so here's why when the adaptive child is harsh unforgiving and this is the part of when a person's in their suffering pattern they will still have their adaptive child behavior if they're not trying to move out of being in this shame blame fault revenge loop so they will consistently navigate this spectrum here's where i don't expect anything different from my attachment friend in moments of ascension moments because that's where the trauma memory gets surfaced but i hope because it's a recalibrated 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 that finally there's a sweet spot and since they're the ones who had ended the relationship and they're the ones who want it back online that's the part of where there's going to be an acceptance of the schedule that was prior but still when we get stressed we get stressed this is where we don't hold things on our fingers like with my teenage ex-boyfriend it wasn't that after he cheated the first time i'm like oh now i'm going to control your phone check this check that i actually found that ridiculous when people would get back together and do this shit i'm like what are you doing you might as well not get back together it obviously you don't trust so what are you doing here's where trust is about expanding consciousness together so once again for a 5d person we in fact will not be looking to uh, what the person tells us anymore once you lie to us once you know fool me once what is that saying fool me twice so for the teenage boyfriend the second time they actually cheated i knew Uh, because I had learned their pattern in fact it was also where I knew why they had broken up with me over the summer and here's where by the third time I was like okay wow but the third time this is where I found out all my friends didn't say anything to me and he had done it in front of all my friends and and so I found out how all these people had excuses for why they had decided what they decided they were all valid by the way So when you attune to your relationships, this means you hear what people have to say. You don't create judgment. You hear them. That's what attuning to each other means. So there's no rupture for us, by the way, which is why we don't consider these people mean. No, they're just being themselves. They made a choice. Most people are their two five-year-olds. They don't really stay consistent. They stay consistent with thinking that they're perfect in their societal laws and rules and whatnot, but they don't actually, they don't stay consistent with growing up, if you will. But then again, they have their place, they have their group, and they have their own uh, solace. So when you look at Enlightenment Soul Age Group person, we build our relationships to become enriched because we create safe environments for each other to be ourselves and so my loved ones most of them i can say know exactly um how i unconditionally love and then there's others that get to know more and more of it and the ones that have their ups and downs because they have their shame cycles and suffering stuff and they have non-secure attachment for example or disorganized they're still open to the relationships growing because they actually enjoy having secure attachment there's also the lack of pleasure for those who are expanding 
to be in their two-year-old, five-year-old with people like us because they can't, again, get out of you the reaction and they don't realize that really the reaction is of their childhood. So if they want it, if you want to make sense of an implicit memory, you bring that sensation, you don't shame it, and so you don't shame envy, you don't shame jealousy, you don't shame spite, you don't shame being malicious, vindictive, vengeful, you don't shame resentment, you don't shame any of them, you see them. And as evolutionary processes and psychology shows, our emotions, they serve self-preservation. Fight, flight, freeze, flop, freeze, flop, flop, faint, drop, okay? We have a nervous system. You are a nervous system. Okay, so here's why spirituality is beautiful to have. Metaphysics is a terrorism. It's even more beautiful to have the somatic sensory motor, trauma experts, mind experts. Okay, so when you activate your ventral vagus nerve, you silence that narrator, so you silence your left mode, the linguistics, then you notice your right mode, you notice those sensations and feelings, observe and witness. You allow your others and the self to turn down, so you scan and allow your default mode network to turn off, and this is by paying, again, attention to your heart, you activate a loving or curious stance. Now, if you're really upset and you want to activate neutral because otherwise you might be bullshitting yourself, your body might be pissed at you because you're trying to pretend that you're loving and happy when you're not. But you want to get a neutral emotion in there at some point because the neutral emotion in your heart is what's going to help you to breathe rhythmically, then to pause Allow yourself to scan with mindfulness your likes and your dislikes. And you begin what is that inner growth mindset. You begin what would be moving beyond the karma, likes and dislikes, and into your dharma. So beyond duality and neutrality. How I like to put it, with that in mind, you can transcend all human condition. You can give your own self meaning for life. You can allow yourself just to love life to because. And the thing is, you only have these 24 hours. The saddest part when people don't repair ruptures is that we don't have other lifetimes to live them. We only have this one. Because even if you do believe that you come back, you're not going to remember. So every day, like for me, when I go to sleep, I think of all my loved ones, every single one of them, even the ones who don't want me. And I always... Well, I mean, maybe it'll be while I'm falling asleep, but I always try to cherish with love. And I say try because sometimes, you know, it's like with Milo, he's not coming back. So if I cherish Milo, you know, that's a little bit more in that sad streak or the fact that like in the future, uh, I won't remember. I still don't like that. I don't like not remembering because, you know, it's just you love your loved ones. That part about repair is this, is that some people, they just don't do it because of something called ego and the sitting in shame and regret. So that's really sad when people live a life of regret like that. And instead of doing something so simple, which is, I miss you. How are you? You know, stuff like that. I'm very happy that my lovely friends, they know that they can do that. 
And most people, they do know because their body will tell them who's open and receptive to their imperfections and flaws. The part about working in a way that is not familiar, here's where that's for the avoidant and then that's for the disorganized with a potential avoidant attachment because they're the ones who would feel more afraid of love. They're going to protect themselves because that feels safer because they were not able to get that contingent communication. Ambivalent, which is what my friend is, that's different. They want, they, they would love to receive. So if they learn to receive and they learn to self-regulate and learn to co-regulate and they learn to bring ease in their body, they learn to get that hyper-aroused nervous system down to zero, the preoccupation, the anxiety. And they can learn to receive and enjoy within their body that. So the part for anyone who is not a person who's made sense of their implicit memory, so you have charged states or you have unresolved trauma, that unresolved trauma will always come up to want to be healed. And some do consider the charged states fragments of you, so they're still considered, I don't know if they consider it trauma, but we all have the one to three attached panicky, three to seven shame submissive, freeze all ages, 11, 12, flight, and then um, 14, 15, 16, that's fight, okay? So with that being said, if you work with the emotions that arise, the sensations, you allow yourself to bring in neutrality, you allow yourself to uncharge, and then really what you do is name the emotion so that you can present it in the equation, in the conversation, in the situation. And when people can do that, that's where you will start to see and think clearly and be able to work with those thoughts and work with your body. Now, the part about feeling that it's unnatural for those who have avoidant is because they're used to keeping their hearts locked away and that uh, disconnected self. For the disorganized, it's about them unwinding that defense system so the desire to flee or fight or freeze so this panic stuff of defense mode and then the desire to attach so the contradicting feeling in their actual brain which is oh my gosh I long for this but no it makes me feel really so scared and uncomfortable and this is something that from what I've gathered is quite the challenge but it can be done all the attachment categories are static they're not fixed you can make sense of what is emotionally impactful and important to you and by making sense of it and allowing yourself to feel safe within your own body so activating your ventral vagus nerve activating the silence for a second and allowing yourself to bring your window of tolerance to a window of ease so you want to get to your window of welcome before you begin contemplating because that's where you're going to have attuned to your needs. You will have allowed yourself to disengage from distress, repair what's taking place within you, and then also repair with others. And the best part about contingent communication is where if you have people who are consistently wanting to be in your life, they're going to be aligning with you. So they'll attune to you, you attune to them. 
if there's misattunement, there's continuing the conversation by maintaining a temperature that is in neutrality. And there's the ability to make the best of today, right? So there's the ability to engage in the interests of one and the other in the presence of uh, no expectations. This is what I'm trying to get to right now. No expectations because those who unconsciously love don't have any. We, we don't look at our loved ones and say, you have to give me the type of attachment category <laughs> that I want. That's not how it works. Uh, we don't actually have these needs, right? The Enlightenment Soul Atri person, excuse me. So <clears throat> Some of you might not be here just yet. And you might not want to be here. But on that note, what you want to note is that a third of the time people can attune. They won't always attune. Your only choice is if you want to repair when those ruptures, those splinters take place, which are normal. It's normal for people to have different ways of thinking and feeling about things. Perfect example is my younger sister. When she was little, I would bring her gifts. She doesn't get excited. She is thankful, very thankful, but her way of showing it is not in the way that I saw, excited. So at one point, I'm like, are you happy? Because you don't seem happy. And I was a little bit bummed out about it. And I was in my mid-20s, and she's like, no, I'm happy. This is just how I react. And this is where if a person's a grown-up, you hear a person, they told you how they are, and you allow yourself to know, oh, okay. So the next time, I think it took me one or two times to get used to not having the bummed-out feeling. And that's because every time I would do it, so here, that implicit memory, oh, she didn't get excited, oh, wait, she actually doesn't get excited, oh, that's right, so this is normal for her, okay, and so you learn to adapt to each other, and and some people, they feel that's uh, one-sided, and that's where, if you feel that way, you're not maybe going to want to move into the Enlightenment Soul Age group, because essentially, you're making an excuse, you're justifying your implicit memory by saying, no, I want the person to feel and or react and or think the way I want them to when I give them a gift. I think they should do it my way. This is why spirituality doesn't do social good behavior. No, no, society does. So you want to live your little life based on a book? Go, go do that. We don't do that. We acknowledge what a person has told us. And that's it. The ones who hide things, by the way, manipulate, gaslight, spite. Again, we don't try to figure that out. That's their suffering, not ours. It's their unfortunate, non-contingent communication growing up. They won't get what they are looking for. And in fact, it's sad. It's a very sad thing when people do revenge or spite or vindictiveness because it's a two-year-old that's trying to be seen without realizing that it's not the devil, it's not evil, it's not something in the body that's wrong, it's actually their nervous system that learned to try and do something to, to keep them alive, to keep your nervous system out of that state of helplessness, which is dorsal vagal. Dorsal vagal is the dissociation, and so engaging in a way that has an energy that is of such is, is it's equated to evil because they didn't have the technology to see in the bodies of people in the brain. 
that's why for now it still has this word it's a safety behavior of an infant who grew up in a household that was not responding to their needs and they got a bit out of sorts about it they grew up learned to lie like terry real has this great story this one guy he lied about everything so his wife brings him in because she's about to divorce him and he says that's what he usually gets right usually these people that come to him desperate and the first thing he says is so what do you it was something along the lines of who are you trying to assert yourself to or who who basically treated you in a way that got you to have to lie like what are you fighting here what are you defending from and it was something to do with his father and so by uncovering where this lying came from and that it was about a safety behavior and so removing the shame allowing a person to know this is something that stems from your childhood here let's let's take a look at it because this adaptive child is not working in your partnership right now your your wife's about to leave you <laughs> do you want it so the deal was that after this first encounter or maybe a second the husband actually goes to get some food or something comes home and forgot to get i don't know what but instead of lying he told the truth and he wanted he really wanted to lie really bad or something like that but he became aware and he didn't do it working with yourself is that simple this is what it means to start integrating your mind when people can be okay with each other instead of shaming each other they give the individuals who want to expand the opportunity there are those who don't there are those who get comfortable so they allow themselves to just be what they are and that's okay none of us are going to all be necessarily in the enlightenment soul age group not everybody's going to be in the 5d spectrum especially not necessarily right now we'll we'll keep talking about this of course we'll keep evaluating together I'll, i'll share with you all food for thought but in the meantime if you can build 5dc relationships you can already start building secure attachment for yourself and you move into an integrated mind for yourself and that means you move into ventral vagus nerve and so atoning that is in a restorative embodied self you allow yourself to move into spaces that equal aspects that you do love and love about each other with those personalities the personalities are important because that's what makes us different we're different thanks to the raising of our lovely households the encounters experiences the part about um what was it that i was going to say there's also to laugh at each other's quirks so laughing at each other's quirks and then being able to work with each other's quirks these types of things are what make relationships unique so for me for example with my attachment style friend definitely nobody can replace them and while when they have their modes for since the beginning of our relationship of course they're not pleasant i've grown a lot thanks to them because of being able to move more and more into compassion so the people who want to be in a state of 5D they're not looking 
to have people tend to our emotions because we're always on in a state of love. We're looking to enjoy our relationships the way they are and to secure our relationships with that unconditional love. People who want parents, they don't tend to move into their enlightenment soul age group and they tend to look to each other for safe spaces. It's not a bad thing, but this is where those people, they become mediators of each other, they manage each other. There's a whole different way that those emotions develop and expand. Again, for us, a 5DC in the Enlightenment Soul Age Group, it's more about being that secure attachment spot, the person who can say no, who's authentic, transparent, but who's also completely compassionate. And so if someone does an act of revenge, spite, vindictiveness, we're not going to hold it around our finger. We just know what you're capable of when you get stressed. And so, of course, we're going to be aware of that. And it's like with my attachment style friend, there are things that they will have noticed in time and they will have noticed correctly because there are aspects that they will have done with the part of manipulating information and very, very important pieces of my life, for example. And that's something that they never really address. They don't have to. And I know they want my well-being, but I know that in a moment of weakness, if they're that upset, if they don't move beyond their suffering, that that will be what their two-year-old will do because it's in their implicit memory. It's not the devil. It's a human being who hasn't learned to grow all the way up. And so while other people, they only want grown-ups, apparently, we know that there's not necessarily all grown-ups. We're all imperfect. So as long as it's something that we can talk about, we can always create room for love. We can always create room for more. Our entire oversoul, twin flames, soulmates, all of the people that are a part of our life are very important to us. And we would not give up any of them in the world. We do only have this life of now, 24 hours, hopefully, we will see each other again tomorrow because in the meantime, I have to run. You have some enlightenment time. There was more, but this is a remake. So I'll, I'll share with you again tomorrow. Have a great day.